This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. There's a chart gap that opened up in the September corn contract on the July 6 plunge from 588 to 570. It's the nature of markets to at least attempt to fill these gaps. We're sure that this one will be filled. Yesterday's weekly export sales were at the very low end of the pre-release range of estimates, and that alone was enough to halt the buying temporarily. It was a similar story for soybeans. Weekly export sales were abysmal compared to expectations, and besides, the August contract had just reached the upside objective of matching the July 1st highs, Nova crush figures for June were also disappointing, coming in below the low end of the pre-trade expectations. Then again, it's important to keep in mind expectations are running very high. That crush figure was still the third highest on record for June. Further, robust demand for soy oil was evident when June 30th stocks came in at 1.537 billion pounds, the tightest since last October, and below trade expectations by nearly 90 million. Aside from forecasts for the Northwest Corn Belt to turn hot and dry again next week, another reason we're confident the rising tide favors the bulls for grains in general, is yesterday's update of the Climate Prediction Center long-term drought outlook. It shows serious drought persisting all the way through October from the Pacific Coast through Minnesota and Northwest Iowa. It shows drought remaining but improving in north-central Iowa, but Remember, this is through October, and the improvement may come too late for this year's crop. It goes without saying that yesterday's drought outlook update from the CPC shows no relief for all the spring wheat, durum, barley, and oats. Those crops are already pretty much toast and beyond recovery, especially with triple-digit temperatures in the forecast for next week. It also goes without saying that the drought knows no borders, and the Canadian prairies are likely to continue baking through the end of the growing season. The wheat complex remains the shining star price-wise, as yield prospects decline in the spring wheat country, and even winter wheat rising on the coattails of the double-digit gains. Seasonal lows are in for winter wheat. The dominant psychology that we sense toward the grains amongst all stakeholders, even fund managers, leans far more toward buying the brakes than selling the rallies. Even those less confident of upside potential favor bull spreads. Those attitudes are the lifeblood of a healthy bull market with room to run. We just sold the last of our cash corn this week, exchanging it for September corn futures. We recommended no new crop sales and want to remain long this market. Soaring ocean freight costs are contributing to price rationing. A recent feature on Reuters caught our attention. The cost of bulk carriers that move grains and oil seeds from production hubs in the Americas and Black Sea to key consumers have roughly doubled from the last year due to rising fuel costs, tighter vessel supply, and longer port turnaround times amid COVID quarantine curbs at key ports. A couple of examples cited. The cost of moving grains from Australia to Southeast Asia has risen to $30 a ton from 15 last year and to $55 from 25 from the U.S. Pacific Northwest to Asia. Ships carrying wheat from the Black Sea to Asia now cost around $65 a ton. That's from around $35 the previous year. 
That means that there's a double whammy as higher crop and soaring freight costs pinch buyers in Asia, the top crop-consuming regions, and home to China that accounts for more than half of the world's soybean purchases. Japan is one of the world's biggest corn buyers. We've written about how few signs of price rationing thus far have occurred this season, but this quote jumped out at us in the Reuters feature. We've seen a drop in consumption with these high prices, said a procurement manager at a flour mill with operations across Southeast Asia. Referencing the combined cost of wheat and freight, he said it was difficult to take a position in markets like these. Millers are reducing purchases. On another topic of transportation logistics, the lack of consistent 50-foot depth in the final 20 miles to the Gulf of what's called the Southwest Pass has become a major limiting factor to fully loading today's large-capacity ocean-going ships at the Gulf. A study concluded that dredging this bottleneck would add 13 cents to the value of soybeans. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-11. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.